2: The plan went wrong last week, really, really quite badly wrong. It was a plan by one of the world's richest men to launch what might have been his greatest creation yet. So you might be trying to guess who. Was it Bezos, Musk, Zuckerberg? No. This creation, it was a company, actually, could have changed the financial world and it would have made a huge number of people very rich. But it's actually a company that you might not have even heard of, even as it was about to make history. So I'll stop with some of the dramatics now. I'm talking about Jack Ma and his company Ant Financial. Jack Ma, the face of Chinese capitalism and the founder of Alibaba, the giant online marketplace that is really matched only in size by Amazon. So here's what happened over the last few days. The company, was due to go public. It was to go to IPO, Initial Public Offering, which is when a private company sells shares in the open market. And Ant Financial was projected to raise $35 billion. That would have made it the biggest stock market launch ever. Bigger than Facebook, bigger than General Motors, bigger even than Saudi Aramco, Saudi Arabia's oil company. So we're talking Gargantuan numbers here. And you can imagine what's involved in preparing for a moment like that. The number of banks and financial institutions, the media, the PR. This was years in the making by hundreds, maybe thousands of people, and millions spent just to get Ant ready to be sold. This was financial hype of the highest kind. But then, in a flash, the deal was off. And now... Disclaimer, I'm not just going to tell you in this podcast about an IPO gone wrong. I'm Basha Cummings, and in this week's Slow Newscast, I'm going to tell you about why it was called off. Because yes, this is a story about Jack Ma and Ant Financial, but really, it's about Xi Jinping, the Chinese president. And it's a parable of modern China, about how it deals with the contradictions at the heart of the country that it's become. Because it's still a one-party state, Of course, it's still run by the Communist Party, with that towering figure of President Xi sitting at the top of it all. But according to rich lists, China now has nearly $400 billionaires. So how does that work? How does that tension in power work? And the question after the last few days is, was it actually totally blindingly obvious that at some point, President Xi would look around one day and worry that maybe one of those billionaires might just be getting too powerful. Slow News is a podcast made by us here at Tortoise. We're a news publisher, in an app, online, in our daily SenseMaker email, and, as you already know, in podcasts. What's different about us is that we investigate what's driving the news, and we'd love you to join us. By becoming a member of our newsroom, you'll get access to our journalism, and you can join our open news meetings and help decide what matters in the world and how we should report it. To get access to all of Tortoise, all you have to do is download the Tortoise app, now available in the iOS or Google Play store, and take a free trial.
3: in China there is nothing more important than the Communist Party of China and therefore anyone or any institution, any corporation appearing to challenge the authority of the Communist Party simply cannot be accepted.
2: So let's go over it. Jack Ma, this charismatic schoolteacher turned China's richest man, was getting ready to launch Ant on the stock exchanges in Shanghai and Hong Kong. Now, you can imagine the focus and the chaos in the countdown to that moment. This was an IPO that was going to set records. The bids were projected to total $3 trillion, chasing $34 billion worth of shares. And then, suddenly, a nasty surprise. China's financial regulators hauled Jack Ma in for a meeting. And this wasn't just one agency poking its nose in. This was the whole lot. This was all of them. The People's Bank of China and three other regulators who, they said, conducted regulatory interviews with Jack Ma. And in a flash, shares in Alibaba, the company that owns a part of Ant, fell by more than 8%. $3 $3 billion was wiped off Jack Ma's net worth. But you know, it is possible that Jack Ma had an inkling of what was really going on. Because just a few days before, he'd taken a risk. Very publicly, he'd criticised the way that the Chinese financial system is run.
3: I think by any standard, Jack Ma is one of the world's greatest entrepreneurs.
2: This is Steve Sang. He's director of the China Institute at the School of Oriental and African Studies. In London.
3: On the whole, he understood the Chinese system and had been very careful in how he managed it.
2: But at a conference in Shanghai at the end of October, Jack Ma was less careful. For a man in his position, you might say that he was
3: reckless. But sometime last week, at an extremely high level conference in China, where some of the most senior Leaders in managing the Chinese economy were present, together with some of the very senior Western uh, investors. Jack Ma made a speech in which he effectively said that the Chinese financial system was unfit for the twenty-first century. What An's financial is doing is something that really is looking forward and suitable for the world of the 21st century. Now, that caused a serious problem uh, in the Chinese context. It's a serious problem because the financial regulators in China are very conservative, and N's financial is very, very innovative. So you have an inherent problem there that the financial regulators are not comfortable with the way how Jack Ma is going about it anyway and they were willing to let it happen until Jack Ma embarrass the Chinese government, the Communist Party in front of their invited foreign guests. That is just something that the Communist Party of China will never tolerate. Jack Ma or not, he will have to be taught a lesson.
2: In your view, that this was a, a direct catalyst. These words that he, he spoke at this conference were the direct reason why he was summoned by the regulators at this you know, crucial moment of, of launching the IPO.
3: reality is that nobody knows exactly why the Communist Party decided to take Jack Ma down a pack. Um, but the most likely explanation would be not only what he said but the way he said it and the conditions in which he said it.
2: So the stage was set. In the most public way possible, Jack Ma had stuck pretty much two fingers up to the whole leadership of the Chinese financial system and to their bosses in the Communist Party too. His comments went viral on the Chinese internet and they were seen as a direct attack on officials. So why? Why? Why would he do that? Well, first, you need to understand something about Jack Ma, because it takes quite a character to gamble like that.
4: This rarely gets mentioned in Western media, but in Chinese media, um, you know, people comment on his appearance and he's sort of a a funny looking guy. Uh, So a lot of people call him alien looking.
2: Ray Ma is a financial tech journalist working out of Silicon Valley. She says that you can't really understand what happened with Ant Financial without getting into this story about a man from humble beginnings who's come to embody this fascinating paradox in contemporary China.
4: Jack Ma was a really, really terrible student, actually. In fact, When he took the college entrance exam, which is one of the most important exams in China, because it really determines sort of your future career trajectory, he had to take it three times. And that exam is only given once a year. And his first try, he only scored one point on his on the math section of the exam, so this is something he talks about a lot. That he is, you know, not some technical or mathematical genius, as we can see by his scores, and that his abilities really um, lie in his charisma and his penchant for hiring the right people versus having all of that knowledge himself. So he talks about a lot about how he relies on experts versus being the expert.
2: So Jack's this odd-looking guy. He's an unremarkable student. He's rejected from every job he applied for. And so he starts studying English, and he's pretty good at it. So he starts looking to the West, to America.
4: So after teaching English for a couple of years, he started a translation company, um, which allowed him to interact with, you know, foreigners. And, and actually, he already had some experience with international visitors because he was actually really good at English even before he got into college.
2: And it was his English language skills that meant that in 1995, a year incidentally after Jeff Bezos launched Amazon, Jack Ma travels to the States where he discovers the internet really for the first time.
3: My friend Stuart is a Jack. This is internet. You can find whatever you can find through the internet. I say, really? So I I searched uh, the word beer. B-E-I, beer, very simple word, I did not know why I searched the beer. Yeah, and I find American beer, Germany beer, and no Chinese beer, so I was curious, so I searched China. And the all info search agency no China, no data. And I told my friend, can we make a Chinese homepage and post that inside and see what's the result. So I made a, a Hope Translation Agency the homepage, very ugly looking homepage. 9:30, we launched it, and uh, 12 o'clock, I received uh, five emails. Three from USA, one from Japan, one from Germany. I was so excited. I think this is something interesting.
2: This was a real turning point. When he gets back to China, he set up his first internet company called China Pages, which was basically a Chinese version of the Yellow Pages, if you remember what that was. And within four years, he's in this small apartment in Hangzhou setting up something called Alibaba.
5: B2B internet site, alibaba.com, went live last year, a marketplace for trade between small and medium-sized businesses.
2: Now, Alibaba's rise was lightning fast. It's an online marketplace, a place where small businesses and big ones can sell their products directly to us, the consumers. But early on... It wasn't without its sceptics.
1: Can you see why people think it's hot air? You don't make any money. You've got extraordinary claims. And yet you make nothing.
2: That's internet. Yes, but what's the point? But it kept growing and growing and growing and growing. And by 2014, Jack Ma had properly silenced any of his doubters. He'd gone from huddling in this small apartment in eastern China to 15 years later, in 2014, and he's standing in the New York Stock Exchange.
1: $68 per share, making it one of the largest IPOs in history, certainly the largest in the US.
2: Yep. So this is a key moment. Alibaba was about to be listed, and Jack Ma was about to make history for the first time. And at that point in 2014, Alibaba's stock market launch became the biggest in history, with a market value of $231 billion. So he's a superstar, abroad and at home. And he's a superstar not just because he has this remarkable nose for business. He's becoming an icon in China because he's not just a faceless businessman. As Ray says, it's his charisma, his charm, that's part of his power. He's bombastic, he wears these wacky clothes on stage, he revels in the limelight. And it's this that propelled him to such a public spot as China's most successful entrepreneur. But it puts him in danger too.
3: I think the Chinese government absolutely loved Jack Ma and wanted Alibaba and Ant Financials to be not only successful, but be absolutely regarded as top-notch, globally. I don't think they have a problem with that. They only have a problem with Jack Ma and the Alibaba group, including Ant Financial, to challenge the authority of the Communist Party of China.
2: So is that sort of what this episode tells us? I wonder whether it's fair to characterise it like this, that hauling him before the regulators, just just before this huge moment for, for Ant Financial, is a sort of sign of how capitalist China has become, but also how communist it remains and that tension that continues.
3: I think that's a very good way of putting it, uh, except that I wouldn't necessarily use the word communist. I would use the word Leninist. The Leninist heritage is about control. And this is very much in the DNA of the Communist Party of China, Whether members of the Communist Party still believe in communism or not, that's a different issue. But the effectiveness and the centrality of the Communist Party in controlling everything and everyone if and when the party wants to do so is totally non-negotiable. So yes, allow Chinese companies to be successful in capitalist terms would be great. But this cannot happen at the expense of the effective Leninist control of the Communist Party.
0: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.
1: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy.
3: In this case, I don't think we are bringing in Xi Jinping himself. But if you're dealing with a situation where Xi Jinping's personal standing or reputation is being put at stake, then it would be even more clearly and the party will act even more decisively.
2: And the thing is, Jack Ma is no stranger to speaking his mind. In 2015, no doubt, you can imagine, bolstered by this enormous success with Alibaba's IPO a year earlier. He said publicly, and I quote, Chinese consumption is not driven by the government, but by entrepreneurship and the market. He said, and you you won't need me to tell you that this probably didn't go down well, this bit, in the past 20 years, the government was so strong, now they're getting weak. It's our opportunity, it's our showtime, to show how the market economy, entrepreneurship, can develop real consumption. And at the World Economic Forum the same year, he said, quite famously,
3: In love with the government, don't marry them.
2: (laughs) Be in love with the government, don't marry them. And then, just four years later, in 2018, Jack Ma makes this surprise announcement He said that he's going to resign from the company that he built. He said that he wants to focus on philanthropic ventures, his charity work, which, by the way, is huge. He supports tech entrepreneurs in Africa. He's got a huge education program in Tibet. And during this pandemic, he's been donating millions of items of PPE, protective gear, to America and six other major countries. But let's stay at that moment in 2018. There were rumours swirling at that time that the decision to step back from Alibaba was really because he had been pushed by the Chinese state.
3: I think when Jack Ma decided that he would, as they say, step into the second line rather than stay on the front line, he was being politically very smart. He was aware that the financial and economic clout of Alibaba group was becoming so big that it was getting attention from the chinese government
2: but he's not going quietly at his leaving party for alibaba jack ma took center stage
3: when i'm down and oh my so worry when troubles come in my heart, burden be. Then I must do, and we hear in the silence until you come,
1: as it with me.
2: And he soon had another run-in with the authorities over his online marketplace Taobao, a place where small businesses can sell their products.
4: So he had this very public bout with authorities uh, a couple years ago when the state administration for industry and commerce basically put out this, you know, quote unquote white paper and said that, hey, there's a lot of fraudulent product on Alibaba's marketplace. And of course, this led to the stock to drop very sharply and for Jack Ma basically to come out and say like, hey, that's not cool. Uh, why are you saying that? And really fighting back against the authorities very, very, very publicly. Um, ultimately, this got resolved and the authorities actually backed down and said, oh, our bad. This is not, you know, fully with basis uh, because it was based on apparently conversations that had been had in private. But I think that that incident could have given Jack the idea that having such a strong approach towards the financial regulators um, might have the same result. (laughs) So um, he he is definitely known for being a very hot-headed entrepreneur.
2: And of course, what's happening here is obvious in many ways. Jack Ma had become a powerful public figure. He had fans, immense wealth. He's an international asset for the Chinese government and for Xi Jinping, the president but only if he plays by the rules of the state. And until now, until that moment, Jack Ma had been performing quite successfully this careful dance with the Chinese government, but it's a dance that, to some extent, he's performing in a straitjacket. And there is a cautionary tale here. In September this year, a billionaire investor called Ji Chang was sentenced to 18 years in prison for insulting Xi Jinping.
3: Well, the commonality is the signaling not only to the individuals like Jack Ma or Ren Zichang, the signaling is to everybody, whatever your background. The other commonality between Jack Ma and Ren Zichang is that Jack Ma is the iconic symbol of the new entrepreneurs of China. Ren Chang is what in China they call a red second generation. He's somebody um, who is an offspring of a senior Communist Party leader from the past, believing that because of his family background, he would be protected. And therefore he could, uh, in his case, actually uh, criticize Xi Jinping personally, in effect saying that, Xi Jinping was a clown pretending to be an emperor. And that's why he was given 18 years to show to all other so-called red second generations that don't even think about it. You will enjoy no protection. We will get you if you did something similar to what Ren Jichang has done.
2: If we zoom out a bit, it's clear that the country around Jack Ma had been changing. So you could see him as being increasingly at odds with the kind of country that Xi Jinping is building since he rose to power in 2012. Xi clamps down on dissent. He emphasizes the importance of a state economy, but all around him, he's seeing China's booming economy being turbocharged, basically, by private companies and private entrepreneurs. So there's that tension. And this isn't just happening to Jack Ma and Alibaba. All three of China's biggest internet companies, Baidu, which is a search engine, Alibaba, which does e-commerce, and Tencent, which does messaging and gaming, have all felt the government's wrath. Take Tencent, for example. In 2018, it lost 200 billion from its market cap after regulators stopped approving its new online games. But the key thing is this, at the same time, These companies are really valuable to the Chinese state. They generate mountains of data about Chinese citizens, and they've been described by many people as basically a real-time, privately-run intelligence platform. So they are, in that sense, something of a model for the ideal private company in Xi's China. And I mean that in the sense that they drive huge economic growth but they do so in service of the political system. And so it's possible that what we've seen this time in the last few days with Jack Ma is a superstar businessman who simply flew too close to the sun. It was at this Bun summit, described as this place to promote China's financial opening up in Shanghai at the end of October, that Jack Ma made a keynote speech. And on the eve of this Fantastic announcement. Jack Ma
4: happened to be in Shanghai at, I think, the the Bund Financial Conference. And he went on stage and gave this speech that really surprised everyone and how critical he was of the financial regulatory system in China and the banks. Specifically, mm-hmm. he called banks to be having a pawn shop mentality. And then he called out the regulators for... Not being innovative in
2: their approach to policy. It backfired. He was hauled in. The IPO is off.
3: If Jack Ma had simply said what he had to say in private to the Chinese financial regulators, I think they would have listened to him. They might not have agreed, but they would not need to openly block the IPO and publicly humiliate Jack Ma. They still want people like. Jack Ma to be successful. So I would be surprised if Anne's financial will make concessions and compromises along the lines of what China's financial regulators want. If they, if he would do so, I would expect the Chinese government to allow Anne's Financials to have its IPO at a later stage.
2: So to your mind, this was a sort of a pretty public slap on the wrist rather than a true sign of a kind of cooling towards Jack Ma or a sign of a breakdown in a relationship between him and the Chinese government?
3: Yes, I think it is exactly that. It is meant to be a public slap on the on the wrist and also a signal to any other leading entrepreneurs in China with enormous resources and capital. Don't even try think about doing something like what Jack Ma had done. And don't forget that until Jack Ma crossed the line, Jack Ma was a hero that the Communist Party was very happy to support. So behave. That is the message I think the party is sending. I think what this whole saga tells us is that China absolutely has the capacity, the human talent, to build up the kind of industries or corporations that can compete globally. I think Jack Ma has demonstrated that. And yet, Xi Jinping's approach fundamentally makes it very difficult for companies like that to be completely given a free hand. And here, I think we are looking at two things. The Communist Party's system, the Leninist system itself, would have imposed huge amount of constraints anyway. But before Xi Jinping, that system was, in general terms, moving in a direction of loosening of control and accepting of greater Freedom for individuals and companies to move in the directions they want to be innovative. Xi Jinping has reined in the party in that direction as imposing tighter control. And therefore, the scope for people like Jack Ma and Alibaba Group to be as free and successful in the way that it would like to be uh, will be more restrained. The party state under Xi Jinping is much more cautious in terms of allowing anyone or any institution to become so big, so powerful that it could potentially challenge the party state or its leader.
2: As Steve says, the IPO might ultimately still happen. Jack Ma could still become Asia's richest man and cement his place as arguably the greatest entrepreneur in the world. But what's happened here tells us something important about China today. This was an IPO full of symbolism. But I want to end on a slightly different kind of symbolism, because there's another power in Jack's story, which isn't just one of wealth. And it's about what he represents to the Chinese people.
4: So this is your very optimistic story of social mobility in China. And You can be Jack Ma, be funny looking, you know, be uh, very average. But as long as you're fearless and go after your dreams and you have the right a sort of strategy in mind, right, right market that you're going after, uh, your persistence, along with a, a little bit of luck, will get you to very far places. And that's the sort of fairy tale Chinese entrepreneurship story that has resonated a lot in China with the population.
2: Thanks for listening this week. It's really great to be back. And if you want to read more about Jack Ma and China, download our app, the place where we publish our podcasts, but also investigations, long reads, analysis and data viz. Everything that you need to make sense of what's going on in the world, but without having to dip into the mania of breaking news, particularly after a week like this one. So go to tortoisemedia.com forward slash and you can get our app for 30 days for free.